Helena with that, she just punches him in the face. Okay, roll to hit. Atta go. <laughs> Is this to kill, yeah? Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Fellowship of the Tabletop. We are a live play 5e D&D podcast set in the magical homebrewed world of Aerith. My name is Mark and I am your Dungeon Master and the Dungeon Master. And also with us for today's episode we have Casey who plays the human champion Helena Sleepguard. Whoa, we're halfway there. We've got Ian who plays the Dragonborn Barbarian Paladin Drago. Whoa, oh, living on a prayer. Danny who plays the human cleric Claude. Take my hand, we'll make it, I swear. And Darren, who plays the human fighter rogue, Robin. Whoa, ho, we are living on a prayer. That was beautiful. That is the Fellowship of the Tabletop. (laughs) Anyway. um, That was an epic opening. We find ourselves still deep into the the blight-filled forests of Sleepguard. Deep in the Blightlands, as I've been referring to it. And we have just fought off and killed three of these disgusting Morkoth creatures that uh, came out of the the deep uh, woods, the mist-covered woods. The sun is now high in the sky, but it is nothing but a small orb of light uh, that is filtered through an immense now, an immense amount of mist, bringing a uh, dark almost grey, almost sepia-esque feel to the entire area. It's like the area has been drained not only of life, but also of colour. The group is separated as the combat falls quiet after Drago's immense killing blow. And we have these different kind of contingent groups of Helena, Lucian and Drago to the south. Vance... Helenus, yes, uh, you, you have now become a plural. Uh, Vance, Karstan, and Claude in the centre. Folly to the north, and Robin on his own to the west. Uh, all roughly around, kind of fifty, sixty feet apart. So not a massive, uh, a massive spread in the area. And after that oof, killing blow, um, Drago, you what seems like only a second uh, dropped to a knee. Your eyes shut and then very quickly they opened again and there's almost a, a, a severity in your eye um, and only probably Lucian and Helena might have noticed it. But to be honest, they had the dying husk of this creature between you and them. So uh, that's just what's happened to you. Uh, Vance is still looking off to the west where Robin is, to the north, to the west and to the southwest as well, uh, which is the your route deeper into the Blight lands, deeper towards the centre, deeper towards the rift. And that is where he's just mentioned that something might be coming. He stood perfectly still, sword in hand, looking out towards it as silence again falls over the group. Castan uh, in the centre is continuing to mutter to himself, still under the the uh, effects of his own confusion. 
um, which still affects him. And he's just muttering quietly to himself. And then every now and then just turns and looks a different direction and still deep in that muttering thought, almost loose and not lucid at all to what's happening at all. What would you like to do? Just to check, am I still confused as well? For I have not kicked out of that yet, for want of a better way of putting it. You are no longer confused. That haze of confusion drops away from you. And for what seems like the first time in a few episodes, but only really what seems like 18, 19 seconds, um, you, you're kind of well within your faculties and back in control of your, of your body. And these weird lucid memories you seem to have or the fugue of confusion, which you referred to, which I wrote down because I really liked that. Uh, that, that veil kind of lifts. Claude is going to rush uh, to the south. Protect me. I need some time to protect everyone. And I'm going to drop to one knee and I'm going to start to cast my ritual uh, sixth level spell mark. Could I, just before you start doing that, may I just for um, for funsies sake, say that they came to you more in the centre of the okay. battle map? Yeah, yeah, so that, we've got that. a bit more I'll, I'll like, Yeah, call a huddle, call a yeah. team huddle. Uh, are you wanting to call everyone in? <laughs> yeah. Helen uh, is just going to ask, sorry, Helen is just going to ask, how long do you need? Uh, ten minutes. I think I'd better take the time now because I think... I've ten got, minutes. I've got Can you hurry minute. up a little bit because something's on its way? Yeah, that's why I better get started. Don't disturb me, but keep me safe. And I'm going to drop to the floor and I'm going to start to cast Forbiddance, Mark. Okay. Which, as long as I can get it away in time... Uh, I create a magical ward around all of us that's 40,000 feet wide. In that, in that ward, uh, creatures can't teleport into the area or use portals. Uh, the spell pr- protects against planar travel and prevents creatures accessing the area by way of the astral plane, ethereal plane, etc., etc., etc. Okay. Uh, there's lots of additions to this, so mm-hmm. I will read it in full. That spell damages the types of creatures that you choose. So, if any creatures enter this forty thousand feet uh, feet radius that are undead, they are going to take five d ten radiant damage every turn they're inside it. Does that not include us? No, it's only if you're undead. So, if you're undead, okay. it's going to hurt. Does that include you? I am technically not undead. I am resurrected. You start seeing Drago's flesh just evaporate from himself. Uh, when I cast this spell, I can designate a password. A creature that speaks the password can enter it and take no damage. I'm not going to designate a password. Any undeads are going to get burnt. Okay. Caveat is the spell's can't overlap. So if there's another forbidden spell in effect, I, I can't use it. Uh, but it lasts... This part doesn't matter. If I cast it every day for 30 days, basically the entire world, the, the entire area is like securely forbidden. So mm. I'm going to drop to my knees and start casting that. I need 10 minutes of protection. So just to check, is that a constant... Once it's car, once it's up, how long does it last for? One day. One day. Okay, cool. One day. Uh, but I can keep casting it each day. It's it's not concentration, but it's it's a ritual. So I need ten minutes yes, to cast yeah. it. Okay. Um, so and forty thousand square feet isn't 
like a massive radius. It's close enough. It is, uh, yeah, seven and a half mile radius essentially. Wow. Yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna, you, yeah, okay, cool. That changes uh, everything. Sli- <laughs> no, actually, we go, we go, we go, we go, we go. I've got a few minutes to fuck with you all. Cool. Yes. Um, so you've dropped your knees and you're going to start that. Uh, Folly's going to turn and start making his way over as he's actually about to say something. Um, and in a flash of blinding white light, this black figure appears, hooded black figure appears behind it. And you can see the the, the kind of brown skin come through um, from those of you who would know this person, which would be Robin, uh, Claude and Drago to be a what seems to be a gaunt, haunted version of what used to be Kelsan, um, the cart- cartographer and uh, who Vance mentioned in the previous episode was his brother. And he has this kind of uh, um, lucid look in his eye and he just reaches around to um, the front of, he's, he's standing behind Folly, grabs Folly by the mouth, covers his mouth and literally just, as he kind of pulls him around, his cloak swirls around and poof, this white blinding light and, and there's just like a little bit of smoke as the two of them have just kind of ethereally poof, uh, warped out of, um, well, they're no longer there. They've been, he's, he's gone from existence. Um, at that same moment. What the fuck oh, was that? Folly, is everyone okay? Oh, no, the Folly's not. I will instinctively run to wherever this disappearance has happened, not, mm-hmm. and just look around to see if there's any evidence of where they've gone. You uh, look around and you can see, uh, you give me an investigation check, uh, Robin, if you want to have a proper check. 29. You see footprints really quite clearly, that of what you can assume would have been Kelsan uh, moving off into the distance towards the west. But they don't seem to go in one line. They seem to go forward a few, back a few, forward a few, in a circle, back a few, forward a few, left, right. They seem to just, like he's almost either not making his mind up or not making sense of where he's going or he was lost um, because this isn't the footsteps of someone who knows where they're going. These are definitely the footsteps of someone. Um, and it's not like... It's busy with trees and it's a bit of a maze. It's, it's relatively open ground with dying trees and, and mulchy ground around you. So it seems it seems very suspect, these steps. They don't seem to make sense as to why he 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 has gone the route he has gone. That's all you can all you can find. Apart from any evidence as to where they've gone, the footsteps reach where Folly was. You can see the fo- you can see Claude and Folly's footsteps and the and the corpse of this creature to the north. Aside from that. The footsteps just disappear after where he's kind of thrown his cloak around Folly and poof, disappeared. Um, Helena. Um, so is um, is Karstan still confused? Yes, he is. He's still just okay. muttering close by, kind of looking at the group and has said, oh, um, oh, Bard, oh, yeah, I'm such a fucking... Oh, so. so does 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 Helena... Well, actually, um, so my question would be, if she's just seen Folly go, like, you know, he was confused and now he's just fucked off, is Helena going to be aware of the fact that Karstan's probably not in his right mind? And will it, that will that attract her attention to look for Karstan to make sure that he's okay? It's definitely obvious that he's not right uh, and okay. it's not within his faculties. It's quite. I will make you roll for that. That's quite straightforward. That you can you can definitely see that. Yeah. Okay, so Helena is going to. Um, ugh, Sorry, just before she does go over to him, because she would try to protect him. Just before she does, can she look over to Lucian? How is he looking? He's looking relatively worse for wear, but um, he seems to be kind of shrugging it off. And uh, yeah, 
He seems okay. He's okay. reaching into his satchel and pulling out a, a small healing potion as well and just giving him a bit of a bump up Okay. as well. Um, brilliant. So then we're seeing that um, Helena's going to, because at that stage she's probably just dropped to the uh, to her knees from the, from the, from the fight already. Um, obviously she hasn't really done much, but there's just been a lot of exhaustion. So she's going to pull herself up and sprint as fast as she can over to Karstan to where he's standing so that if anything happens, she can hopefully try to protect him from um, the, you know, this, this being that this figure that's just appeared to take okay. Folly away. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, awesome. Awesome. Okay. Uh, Drago's just stood uh, in front of the knee kneeling uh, Claude. So I assume, Claude, you're kneeling and your head is down, not eyes up, searching. Yep. So Drago stood directly in front of you, Dengon's deception out in both hands, uh, standing on the balls of his feet, uh, looking um, all around. He'll look at the front for a bit, look to the left, look to the right, look behind, just ears open, eyes beady, and on the balls of his feet, kind of just getting ready to protect. You look at... Uh, Vance, who first kind of noticed this change and for what feels like a good minute or so, there's silence. But Vance doesn't move. Lucian moves up to his shoulder and tries to follow his eye as he looks at it. He seems to have a, a perception that seems to pervade that of Lucian. And he moves from location to location, up and down the line. And another minute passes. And he starts to loosen his shoulders slightly and shifts from one foot to the other and turns to Lucian and says, I don't know where they've gone, but it's the same ones that came before. I'm almost certain of it. And Lucian just gives a knowing nod and continues to look out. Did I hear that? Yeah, yeah, yeah you're very close. What came, so Drago would just shout over to him, what came before? He turns and you can see now like his nose running with blood, uh, bruised black eye from the, the combat that's just taking place and just says, the wraiths. Right, okay, and a wraith is? And he turns away from you and continues looking out. Drago, you will see soon enough, my friend. You okay, will great see. cryptic. That's what we're going for here. Okay. <laughs> well, I can, What's I- the best way to kill it? You know that thing you've got in your hands? Just swing in the head. Got you. Do what you do best. You'll be fine. It's just, it's not them on their own. It's the number that they approach in. I was just going to ask, how many can we expect? Lucian turns to you. The last time we faced these things, it was a larger contingent of us. There was 50 of us. And there were... 50 of them. I don't know how many we can uh, we can expect here, but we are deeper than we have ever been into Blightlands. How do you think we're going to defeat these? Surely we need to make a run for it. There's no point running from something that doesn't run itself. These things will pass through you as easily as air through an open window. Then we don't stand a chance. We do. We just must, by the sounds of things, if Claude is doing what I think he may be doing... And if he is a man of the faith in which I believe he is, he's our best hope here. Time isn't on our side. Time never was, sister. Uh, as this is happening, um, I'm 
Robin is just going to come over to Helena and Karstan and is just going to say to Helena, we need to get Karstan behind us and we need to join rank with Drago. Yeah, I'll, I'll help. Um, I, I think I'll probably try to like sit him down as well so that he doesn't walk off. I don't know whether or not he will respond well to that or not. At the corner of his eye, Drago, seeing you guys do this, just can you just hit him or something to get him back to his senses, please? Helena, with that, she just punches him in the face. Okay, roll to hit. Had a girl. <laughs> Is this to kill? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Will, if you're listening, we love you. Nineteen to hit. Oh, nineteen to hit. Um, yeah, that. Hits that beats his armor class. I'm pretty well, definitely beats his armor class. Um, and how much damage have you done just out of interest? It's um, it's four awesome. Yep, I'm gonna say that he's, I mean, he is basically incapacitated anyway. Remind me, never ask you to hit me, <laughs> just roll him up next to Karstan. Karstan, um, Claude, and I start using his um, uh, unconscious body as like a uh, a work table for some of the ointments and stuff uh, I'm uh, using for my ritual. Like candles on him and things like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Them, uh, rip nice. off part of his uh, like clothing just to use to tie bits together. Yeah, Or just for fun, just rip up his clothes anyway. Sure. Um, nice. Uh, and There's a sacrificial part to this ritual. That's oh, brilliant. Yeah. Stab him in the chest. Excellent. Uh, and another minute passes. So that's three minutes. It's ten minutes, isn't it? For the spell. Oh, boy. Another minute passes. You continue to look out um, and... Deep into the mist, you start to feel uh, a coldness in the air. A new chill starts to approach. It seems to be like a new bit of wind coming in, but the mist isn't moving. It's all very still, all very quiet. Yet the mist comes through and seems to cool you. You see swirls of mist between the trees in the distance as well. and Your eye catches them thinking, is that it? Is it coming now? Nothing. You hear a twig snap off to the north and all your heads flick to that direction. Another minute passes and another minute of nothing happens. A deeper mist passes over the sun and just for a second the air dips the, the air dips and the light dips for a second before coming back up again. And you think in that second there's something appeared above your head and you're all kind of looking in unison around yourselves. You hear very light, almost whispers but from the east, from the direction behind you that you thought was safe, uh, and you have a real sense of almost here being surrounded by this presence. You don't know if it's psychosomatic, if it's your own head telling you something's going wrong, something's there, or is it Vance, or is it the fact that there actually is something there? You can't tell the difference. Another minute passes. The silence pervades as you stand still on the precipice waiting for something to happen. Vance has still not moved from his location. The only thing that's moved ever so slightly is his head to the north, to the east, to the south, to the east, to the north. Lucian staring at Vance, not looking out at the horizon, but waiting for Vance's signal for an arrival of something. Seems to be an uncanny and strange pervasive switch from our previous understanding that Lucian's in charge Vance obviously is the expert when it comes to these. Another minute passes. Claude continues to chant, his words getting louder and louder, his uh, human sacrificial table of castan 
uh, snoring louder and louder as he balances candles and other uh, a cacophony of items upon himself. Um, some you think for the for the actual function of the spell. Some perhaps just to um, please Claude and have some fun. You know, you know, what, drop some wax on his forehead, that kind of stuff as well. Another uh, during. Sorry, I was uh, say, did you say another minute? I was just going to say another minute passes, seven minutes. Awesome. Okay, cool. So at seven minutes, can I, uh, with, obviously I'm stood next to Claude at the moment and I'm uh, keeping my eyes peeled. I'll just make a, a side note to Robin. Uh, Robin, just um, keep your eyes on the distance for me. And Drago's going to take Dengon's Deception and literally turn it so it's uh, the tip of the blade is pointed to the ground and the hilt is up. And uh, you'll see that Drago puts uh, both hands on the very top of the blade and Drago's head bows down as well as his eyes close. He's going to use Define Sense uh, as an action to detect good and evil. Uh, So I will know in 60 feet the location of any celestial fiend undead. That is not behind total cover. Okay. 60 feet. You get the ping of your surrounding friends. You also get a slight celestial buzz from Vance. Aside from that, you get no ping of the undead from anyone surrounding. Okay. Hiding the surprise of Vance being pinged as celestial as I'm still trying to learn exactly what a ping means. Uh, just Jago will just keep an eye, look at Vance, shake his head from where the ping came from and... Uh, and then return to his station and uh, give a nod to Robin to show that he's he's returned to his senses. Dengon steps him back up, standing on the ball to his feet. Uh, is there anything else that wants to be discussed? I, I've, I've got Vance kind of at the vanguard facing east, Lucian just to the north ever so slightly, also facing east. Uh, where would you, sorry, west, where would you guys like to put yourselves? Yeah, well, I'm I'm facing north. I've I've just assumed I've taken the wherever Claude's head was that position. I'm straight in front of there, looking ahead. So to the north. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Helena, what about to you? I am south, uh, facing south. So okay. right at the bottom of the of the circle, if you like. Cool. The other um, side of of Claude again. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So we kind of got him sandwiched between Drago and Helena. Fuck me, what a sandwich. Uh, and uh, Robin, whereabouts, whereabouts are you going to be? Uh, he's just due northeast of Helena and uh, southeast of Drago. Okay. As you guys have shuffled into those positions, another minute has passed. Eight minutes as spell, Claude's spell starts to develop and build and build and build. Claude, you continue with your spell and you start to get slightly louder and maybe the noise of the infernal talk starts to lift in volume as it must do for such a such a stupendous spell as this and that's some of some of you takes you a little bit by surprise at the volume of what he has to say and, and the the semantic element of his of his spell casting at the eighth minute because another minute's passed by uh Dengel's deception is going to move just to drago's left hand um obviously it's a it's a great sword it requires two hands to wield it but you can hold it with one um, and the Axis Shadar is going to be withdrawn into his right hand, um, which is obviously a throwable weapon for him. So he's he's armed with both Dengon Deception on one hand, which is sitting slightly lower, the tip of the blade towards the ground, purely because of the weight of it. But 
the axe of Shadar is in his right hand and up towards his chest, getting ready to fling if anything's out in the distance. Nice. Another minute passes. Nine minutes. Oh my god. At this point, even though Robin's got his bow out, he's getting very, very nervous now. So the mage hand is just going to lift up Ghostbane. So it's hanging above head height, just so I can see if there's any intensity change in the undead detector. It is almost blindingly bright at this point. It's the brightest probably you've ever seen it. Okay, so as Robin has done that with his mage hand, I'm going to cast Divine Sense again and send out, eyes closed, send out my thoughts, 60 feet. You gets a ping um and this time it isn't the ping of something nice and celestial that you previously noticed you get a a strong sense of dread three strong senses of dread to the north seven strong senses of dread to the west seven yes um and they pepper themselves along that western line you can't see them then as you look out to where you f- you you're drawn to the location of where you're where these feelings of dread are and you know that link is to that of the undead you still can't see them through the mist how far are they six uh they're 55 to uh, they're around the f- they fluctuate between the 55 50, 60. and 60 so they're just on the on the periphery of your of your spell Okay, so Drago, almost like uh, when you come to from a bad dream and you gasp, it's like, <gasps> um, Drago comes out of his, his kind of uh, um, stupor, I guess, for want of a better word, like that, and his eyes are wide. Uh, um, uh, we've got undead 50, 50 to 60 feet away, uh, three to the north, and as Drago is trying to, uh, furrow his brow as he's remembering the pings seven to the the west uh, everyone get ready arm yourselves through the mist to the west as you spin your eyes out to that location you see appear from behind a tree a pair of very small thin yellow eyes from a skull that seems to not be a skeleton skull but seems to be a skull shrouded in mist. Atop of this black misted skull with yellow eyes sits a tall pointed crown. And with a gaunt jawless bottom to the skull, the body below it is that almost of ethereal mist, black mist that leans down to these long sinewy wisp-like claw hands down to a floating almost nothingness of a body below it. Its look is haunting, it's lidless, it's jawless, and it's staring directly at you. And as it steps or glides out from behind this tree, I will bring him into sight for you. Uh, to To the west, it stands there still for a second, and then you just hear this... It seems to be really quiet, yet you can hear it. It's like a whisper, but you you all can hear the same sound. These creatures step almost from the mist itself appearing, and parts of you worry: were they always there? Did they were they in the mist? Were they not in the mist? And uh, you realise now the extent to which these creatures, where these creatures are, three to the kind of uh, southwest three to your immediate west, 
one to your kind of northwest and three to the north as these creatures seem to appear out of the whitish mist forming into these um, these wraiths that have surrounded your three flanks as the party stands ready. That's what we're going to... No, we're not. We're going to get into fucking combat. Can you all roll initiative, yeah! please? Oh, my God! Helen is going to shout, get ready! Oh, fuck my face. Hold. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't so, want to fuck it half, would we? I'm so nervous. Oh, my God. Danny, what a spell, by the way. Thank you. It helped build, that helped build tension so much. Yeah, you've, you've given us yeah, now a focal that? point to like... How about that? It's worked really well. And what a fucking spell, man. I didn't even know that existed. Right. Anyway, did anyone get 20 plus? Yes. Anyone else? All right, then. 22. Drago sits at the top of the round, which is lovely. Did anyone get uh, 15 to 20? 16. Anyone else? Ooh, this is going to be fun. 10 to 15. Oh, fuck. 14. Oh, thank God. Darren? 12. Lovely. Hey, Darren, guess what I rolled? 19. I'm guessing if you're asking me. That's right, my friend, your favorite number. So these uh, these creatures step through into the mist and uh, you guys have all been ready. They're not going to get a surprise round on you because you've been ready for this. Um, they step through into the mist and... Yes, they're coming for you. They seem to all be coming for you. None of them seem to be uh, armed except for their physical arms and their long, what look like claws that are the end at the ends of their wrists. Drago, top of the round, what would you like to do? Okay, let's yep. fucking... Okay, um, Drago know what he's doing. Uh, sorry, I'm pumped. I'm excited. I'm fucking scared as well. Okay, so Drago, uh, am I right in thinking the dude with the crown is to the... West to a uh, west, the west. It's coming from the west, directly to the west. Or he's the, the one. North? He's the one most in front to the west. You can see that him between two pinged. trees. Yep, I'm pinging him. He's also got two little bitches bodyguards behind him that look very similar. They also have crowns, yet they are slightly smaller, stubbier, nubby, nubby crowns rather than nub nub <laughs> nub 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 crowns rather than pointy <laughs> pointy big boy crowns. Sorry, but I'm undermining the, them. Pointy big boy is the. He's got the biggest crown. He's got the big boy crown. He's the big. He's got, yeah, yeah. As he's the one that came through first with the bigger crown, Jago's going to assume leader and also assume that killing leader, maybe minions, bugger off. Either way, Jago's uh, going to step forwards. Uh, he's still got thing on deception in left hand, axe of shadar to the right hand. He's going to step uh, twenty five feet away. So they are 30 feet away from him. And as he's walking forwards, axe in one hand, sword in the other, his uh, chest is starting to fill with air as he's coming forwards. And as he makes the distance that he needs to, his claws of his feet dig into the ground and his head goes back as he lets off this huge dragon roar. And he's going to use dragon fear uh, on the creatures in the hopes that he's going to intimidate the fuck out of them. So... Uh, I'm expending uh, the use of my breath weapon to roar, forcing each creature of your choice, so each one of those three, to make a wisdom saving throw, DC 15. On failure, a target becomes frightened of Drago for one minute or until it takes any damage. Repeating the saving throw, ending on success. 
The three creatures in front of you, the three wraiths in front of you, do not succeed. move. Yeah, fuck them. They stand unflinching, unblinking at the roar, even though it echoes round the nearby forest. They do not seem to move or flinch at all. Claude, can you do anything whilst uh, nope. on the spell? Okay, cool. Um, feel free to throw some flavour in there at some point if you want. To um, Claude will just... At I this don't point, have to. <laughs> no, 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 no. Give me any platform. I'll do it. Um, Claude will <laughs> just start to begin to elevate his voice a little bit and uh, uh, sort of the language starts to move through into different languages. And uh, you can just catch snippets of the word. Time to return back to the eternal plane. Awesome. Nice. Thanks. As part of the, the six seconds plus of uh, of chanting. Gorgeous. Incan- incantation, not chanting. Lovely. Incantation. Yeah, brilliant. Thanks very much. Uh, Helena, your turn. Um, you've just seen them step through the mist, probably to your kind of right hand sh- right hand side, um, past one of the fallen trees. You can see them there. Um, Helena is going to do what she does best. Um, she is going to run as far as she can, which is her 30 feet, southwestern direction towards the nearest wraith. Mm-hmm. And she's going to, I'm going to say prepare an action because she can't reach the wraith yet. So she's going to just take both of her flails, swing them each uh, either side of her body and start to propel them just as like an intimidation-y sort of um, action, but ready to fucking hit as soon as they come near her. Yeah, kind of yeah. Pa- fucking power play. Like it, nice. Yeah. So you're holding an action, is that right? Yes, please. Could I have the, um, what do you want the if to be? So if this happens, then you're going to attack, I assume? Uh, yeah, I if, if, it, if it goes past me. Uh, one of the wraiths. Yeah, if one of the wraiths go past me, uh, she's protecting herself, but first of all, she's protecting her her friends and her brother. Cool. Thank you very much, Helena, for that. Lucien is going to uh, step forward, so he is in line with Vance. Uh, he is going to look to him and say, just like before, and nod, and then look out, Shing, pull out his sword, uh, oh no he doesn't have a sword of course wrong one um, he doesn't he drops yes this is what he does he reaches into his armpit and you hear this loud click and poof, you hear a thud on the ground as the large mace head attached by uh, a series of chains thuds into the ground mud up round it and he just kind of pulls at and the arm pulls up his right arm and, and starts in these long sweeping swings start to bring this mace either side of his body whooping it round one way or the other faster and faster it's building like a comfortable speed think like um, the Witch King of Angmar with his massive fucking mace head. Uh, kind of like that, but smaller and much cooler. Um, as he kind of just whoops it around once over, just kind of at a speed to kind of control that. And actually, interesting enough, if you look from brother to sister, they're both doing the same kind of thing, just mm-hmm. swinging these mm-hmm. things back and forth. Oh, that's actually really nice. Um, so they're both kind of mimicking each other on the battlefield, which is... Um, which is actually really nice. And that's all he's going to do. For some reason here, I've written Darren instead of writing Robin. So I'm going to change that. Robin. Robin, um, I have a feeling I know what you'll do, but I want you to tell me. What do you want to do? Yes, Robin's bow is still focused north as he's seen where the mist is. So he hasn't seen anything emerge through the trees yet. Without moving, Robin is going to take a very, very measured sweeping vista of the battlefield and the one that will come into sight is the one that is 
second up from southwest. So it's the one at the furthest, most westerly point of the map. Him, that's it. Yep. And without doing any finesse or flash with the mage hand this time, Robin is going to take a deep breath and inhale and shut his eyes for a second and just focus on his heartbeat. And then as he opens his eyes, he's going to expand all his movement and his bonus action to take steady aim to give himself advantage and is going to unleash a shot at said creature. Okay. Now we find out how hard these creatures are. Could you please roll to hit, Darren? And you get advantage on this, don't you? Because you're uh, uh nat- Yes, natural 20. Wow. Crit on your first hit. Nice. Um, yes, that does yeah, boy. That does hit. Obviously, it hits. Um, roll your double damage. So as the shot unleashes, it's going to go right through one of the vacuous eye sockets in this creature's head. And it's going to take... 45 points of magical holy shit fucking hell you're nursing a semi right now nice oh i enjoyed that that could tell the arrow your webcam went up a few inches (laughs) the arrow thuds into the head and it does cause damage which you are glad to see the arrow doesn't just uh whistle through uh and thuds into the head uh kind of stumbling it back uh, though it doesn't have feet stumble it back in the mist slightly <sighs> as then it kind of regains its footing and starts to move self itself forward but this arrow is still literally sticking out of its eye socket and you can see around it these these cracked black lines um coming from the eye socket almost where like where you kind of crack crushed glass and it seems to have caused some uh, kind of glass etching and lines between between the arrow and its socket Anything very else down? quickly, very quickly, though, I won't have advantage on this one. Hand to the back, second arrow. Whoosh. Roll to hit. 26 to hit. Yep, that hits. Not as impressive. Six points of magical piercing damage. This arrow thuds uh, into its kind of midsection, uh, quite low down on the waist as the arrow skims over the fallen trees and through the mist, causing the mist to curl behind the arrow shoof, into like the midsection, almost missing, but it catches it glancingly across the midsection. And again, you see the same cracked ice, uh, cracked glass effect across its torso as it pushes across the body. Nice bit of damage there, Darren. Very, very nice. Anything else you want to do? You've used That's to me. Done. Cool. That's me done. Vance is going to take two steps forward. So he's just uh, is near the left shoulder of a tree and in line with Drago facing off of the three in front. He's going to quickly look to Drago and say, you take the big one. I've got his friends. And he's going to hold an action, uh, same to Lucian, that if anything comes into contact with him, he will strike down with great vengeance and furious anger, as his friend Samuel L. Jackson would say. That's his turn. The wraiths. These things have until now been stationary and then move with a speed that some of you were not expecting. The creatures to the north in a fast approaching speed a flying they fly hover fly across the above the ground move in quickly what's interesting about these creatures is they don't seem to wait in front they want to stand kind of in your space as well so let me just move them all and then i'll explain 
So they move quickly. They move at 60 feet. That's how far they can move. So it's a hell of a distance. And they move quickly. And for the ones to the north, those three have approached. One is just off Robin's shoulder. One is just off the unconscious body of Karstan, close to Claw, but more interested in Karstan. One is in the space of Lucian. One is in the space of Vance. One is in the space of Drago. And another one is off the shoulder of Drago. And the same for Helena. There is one in Helena's space and also um, off its shoulder as well. They can attack from within the space as well. There is also one of the southern creatures uh, making its way towards the contingent of Claude, Castan, and Robin, but hasn't quite made it there. Uh, they are about 10 feet away from that person. So they have they have covered ground quickly. So there are a couple of things that need to happen now because we've had some held actions. Firstly, Helena, you've held an action that when a creature comes close to you, you are going to uh, stab a bitch. What uh, we've had, two, you have two, you have an option, which is the one just to your north or the one in your space. Which one would you like to direct this uh, held action towards? It will be automatically the one is in my space. Okie dokie. Okay. Uh, roll to hit. The first one is a 20 non-natural. That hits. Cool. So the damage is 15, please. So it's a nice bit of damage as this thing comes comes into your space. You wouldn't have been able to do it. That's more than you would have been able to have done anyway, uh, Helena, because they're out of range. Uh, nice. Uh, Vance held an action. Ah, he's going to roll like a bitch, though. Uh, it's 14. That doesn't beat its armor class. Lucian uh, rolls even worse. It's a four. He does have two attacks. That's more like it. 18. And no, not two attacks. Sorry, he has the... And the creature that's in Lucian's space does take a little bit of damage as it enters into his space. It is still their turn. So... All creatures mm -hmm. ends its turn. So I'll do that at the end. So uh, I'll start with Hel you, Helena, from the south. It's going to, uh, the one that's in your space is going to take a uh, weapon attack against you. That's a 22 against your armor class. Yeah, that hits. You take 15 points of necrotic damage. Could you please make a constitution saving throw? She should smash. That is a 14. That's fine. Um, you take the damage. There are no other effects. The creature that's just next to you, the one that's not in your space, 15 points of necrotic damage and nothing else happens. Brilliant. Yeah, thank you. Not a problem. S uh, 17 against your armor class. Uh, that misses. No problem. So that's the, that creature's only go. Uh, Drago, we're going to do the same with you. We're going to do the creature that's not in your space and the creature that is in your space. The first one, oh, is a natural 20. Sorry, matey. Motherfucker. You take 27 points of necrotic damage. Lash. And could you also make a constitution saving throw? Uh, I'm going to cancel out the effects of the natural 20. So it's not, oh, double, thanks, man. not double damage. So it's just regular. Yes, I'm using my 
Oh, what is this ability called? My cleric ability that lets me as a reaction, whenever I, someone gets a run out of 20, I can cancel the double damage. Gotcha. Yeah, no problem. So that's 14 points of necrotic damage, Drago, and oh, you still need to make the uh, you still need to make the constitution saving throw, please. Of course. 18. No problem. Uh, the second one is going to hit you with a unnatural 20. Ugh. I'm rolling well. I'm sorry. Why are you sorry? 12 points sorry. of necrotic damage and the same again. Keep your D20s handy, guys. You're going to be rolling con saves every time they hit you. Uh, could you make another con save, th- please? 24 absolutely. with a crit. Ooh. Oh, thank God. Not a problem. That's absolutely fine. Uh, the creature on Vance. Oh, I roll a two. Lucky he avoids it. The creature against Lucian. That is an 18. That does hit his armor class. He's going to take 10 points of... Oh, actually, it doesn't. Oh, it doesn't hit his armor class. Ignore me. Okay, that misses as well. They're both very handily missed. Um, Karstan has an unconscious corpse body. Oh, my God. Takes 15 points of necrotic damage. And Robin, the creature that's just off your shoulder... Yep. Oh, that is going to be an 11 against your armor class. So I'm assuming that misses. that misses. So you are fine also. That is the end of the turn. However, if you have a, a, a wraith within your space. You've got the right dice. Where are they? A wraith within your space. New from Mattel. Wraith within your space. <laughs> the fun family game for all to enjoy. Helena, you take six points of force damage. Drago, you take eight points of force damage. What the motherfuck? Because it's... In, it's basically in you, not in a fun way. Uh, Vance nice. takes one point of. Did you say nice, Casey? Yes. You fiend. Uh, Vance takes one point, and Lucy takes three points. That is the end of their turn. Drago, just so you know, the big boss nass man, the one you were wanting to, to, to dick on, the horny boy, he's the one that's just next to you not in your space he's the one that's next to you that stood just to your um to your west okay i'll ping him now on roll 20 for you ping ping yeah he's the one who did the force damage you know no the one that's in your space oh. does the force damage because it's basically oh he's in me oh shit yeah. oh so my god okay like dementor style like yeah. it's called, it's called in court well it's just in your in your five foot space it's called incorporal movement the wraith can move through other creatures and objects as if they were difficult terrain it takes 1d10 force damage if it ends its turn inside an object and the object i've this. chosen is three of your three of four of the characters uh the others didn't have the range for it so that's the end of their turn top of the round drago you have a wraith in you and you have your wraith king guy if you want to call him that, just uh, off to your side. What do you want to do? Not in you. He's like within your five foot space. You could, you can hit him though. That's what I'm saying. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Actually, retcon, 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 retcon. I'm bringing Folly in. Folly? Oh, no. Uh, I won't tell you actually. Okay, right. Fuck that. Oh, edit, editor's notes. Stop at the top of the round. Not Drago first. Um, uh, Callum, what did you roll for your initiative? Just so I knew. Unnatural 20. I'll put you at the top, mate. Wait, what? No, uh, Drago, what did you have? You had... Uh, 22. Okay, so you go just next to it. Um, I've had to kind of write you in a small gap, Callum. So if I go Drago and then jump straight to Claude, stop me. Because I might have just not been able to read your, your little name I've popped in. Okay, so just keep make sure you're... you're Where the fuck am Drago. I? Uh, you're going to appear in a second, don't worry. Cool. <laughs> 
and we'll explain it. We'll we'll do a little thing about what happened um, later on. Okay. From in and amongst you, Claude down on his knees, praying this meditative state, cast down with his wraith over his unconscious body, striking at him. Robin Beaudron and our three, four martial characters holding off this onslaught of the wraiths. From the very center of it, this white burst of light again appears. And again, you see your friend Folly appear, kind of taking a couple of deep breaths. And next to him, only for a couple of seconds is, uh, sorry, that you see is this black hooded figure of Kelstein who still looks unhinged, unsure. And you just hear him saying, yeah, he's fucking following these. You've got to leave. You've got to leave. And then he does the same again. Bam, and in a white burst of light, he just disappears. Vance has got his back to him at this point, so would not have seen this. Uh, but it's kind of plopped uh, Folly back in and muttered a few lines of you having to leave. And then you leave again. Folly, looking around you, you see these uh, basically wraiths literally think almost more ethereal versions of ring wraiths maybe um or just look up on DD beyond uh, the wraith figure and you'll have a look at what we're kind of facing at the moment and um, they are kind of surrounding the group they all seem to be protecting claude for some reason he's standing on his knees uh using cast stand as a table uh, and he's been muttering incantations getting louder and louder but he is down on his knees seeming to be casting something everyone seems to be around and protecting him this all happens very quickly mid-combat um, you're now in the in the fold, Folly. Drago, top of the round. What would you like to do? Drago's first thing is going to fucking rage. Uh, oh, I can't believe I didn't do that first time round. <laughs> so annoyed at myself. And uh, what happens if I step out of this wraith that's in me? Do he get an opportunity attack? Not unless you are five. You move uh, basically two squares away. Yeah. So if you move five, if you move just oh, out I, of the square, you're still literally. Drago takes one step back so that the creature is no longer in him. So he's, um, how it's looking listeners at the moment is he's got the big, uh, fuck off Wraith with the crown on his head to the left. Um, in fact, no, Drago is going to turn and face him. And then on his right, he's got another Wraith, the one that was in him. That Drago's just literally stepped out of his range. Um, and then, uh, he's going to, um, uh, because he, he's still holding this is shit he's still holding the axe shader in one hand dang on deception in the other hand you see the axe shader just come up to the center of the chest and he's going to take two knocks on the the back of the the axe head across um dang on uh, drago's chest you hear two thuds as he casts shield of the faith on himself um and that's that's all I can do. Good, good, good. Okay, lovely drug. I thank you very much. Folly, um, from what you've just experienced, which we'll go over, uh, you'll hear shortly, listeners, um, has no bearing really on what is just happening. Your friends are under attack. What do you want to do? And welcome to the podcast, Callum. Nice to have you back. Hello. Um, Folly's in a little bit of a blind panic. I disappeared. He'll come back. He has no idea at the moment where he went, what the hell happened. Um, he just obviously sees the scene you described. People seem to be protecting Claude. We're getting surrounded. Um, for once, Folly's kind of out of ideas. <laughs> um, he, he's going to kind of do a bit of... 
<laughs> He's going to do a bit of retreating. Um, Good turn. Yeah, Cheers, Molly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking attack. There's, there's like evil dark. griblies. <laughs> there's, there's ethereal griblies everywhere. Um, Folly's going to go for an old favourite. It's worked well in the past. He's going to go for uh, Wall of Fire um, and just kind of create a barrier around. But based off previous experience, we know we are in a forest. So he's not actually going to do fire. He's going to spend a sorcerer's point to transmute the spell into an element that's not particularly flammable. Um, nice. He's being very cautious. Um, so what element are you going to go for then? Is this like science with folly where we have to fill it in? Uh, like, <laughs> oh, ice, ice is flammable. <laughs> I'm having a look. And yes, in all fairness, I might stick with cold damage based off that kind of um, uh, knowledge because I don't want to set the forest on fire that we are currently around. So I'm going to try and cast Wall of Fire in a 20-foot diameter um, centered on folly. I believe covers everybody in like a wall aside from Helena, which I am very, very sorry about, but you're very far away. So 32 points of cold damage is going to be done from my wall of cold. Okay. Lovely. Thank you very much. Really good flavor there. Uh, Folly. Thank you. And as this wall goes up 60, up into the air, um, kind of blocking you off from the surrounding area and fog, uh, Helena, you are kind of cut off on the outside with these two creatures on your own. Uh, these, these two other creatures do seem to take the damage from this. And again, the, you see the ice shards seem to like form crystallize upon their bodies. It tries, they try to like shake bits of it off. Um, they do fall off as kind of snowflakes almost, but you do see it cause some kind of blackened damage to their bodies. That is the end of your turn. I assume Folly, you want to move or are you happy where you are? Folly is perfectly happy where he is at the center of this wall of safety. Awesome. Thank you very much, Claude. Uh, uh, sorry, Folly. Uh, Claude, your turn. Uh, anything you want to do? Yes, I realised that I could have had a bonus action, movement and reaction. Uh, oh. so it's just the action that's always used when I'm <laughs> concentrating. So I won't move, um, but what I will just do is I'll just be like uh, chanting, 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 incantation, 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 and then just produce a tiny little ball of healing light, throw it at Drago and say, you got it, and then it'll get back to it. Um, so I can... Cast. I love you. I love you so much. Uh, healing word. It's not much. Anything. 14 points of healing. I'll take it. Thank you. He don't heal much, but he know he loves you. Uh, and He's my brother. He ain't heavy. He's my brother. <laughs> Who's after me in the initiative order? Eleanor. Sorry, before you make a, make, make a decision on that, uh, Callum, is the wall opaque? Or is it transparent? It is opaque. You can see through the wall. So it's transparent, not opaque. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he tripped you up on purpose there, man. I didn't I, Yeah, I, w- I was trying to <laughs> look into what else I can do next turn. You sounded already. dumb as fuck. And I was just like, <laughs> you dumb ass bitch. I, he said, is it transparent or opaque? I may as well look on. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So you can, yeah. you can see through it. You can see through it. It is, Thank it you. is transparent. Transparent. Cool. Just checking. Are you sure uh, about that? Well, I, I, I don't know. In all Just terms. checking uh, in case, case Claude, you needed to know whether or not you could make eyes on Helena or not. Thank you. Uh, but no, that, that will be the end of my turn. I'll just break. Uh, 
one moment of concentration really quickly to heal him and then return to my studies. Awesome. My spells. Lovely. Uh, Helen, you've just seen this massive transparent wall of ice appear behind you, blocking you off from the other forces. You see one of the creatures take some damage from it and the one to your north takes a bit of damage to it as well. But you are, for all intents and purposes, cut off from the rest of your group with two of these gribblies on your... One pretty much on you, uh in your space right up in your in your personal space not something we want in a covid day uh, and one just five foot to the north what would you like to do um helen is going to turn around to take a look at the rest of the group seeing if she can catch her eye with anybody um if if you know if not there's going to be a, a quick glimpse of panic in her eyes um but she's going to come back to to the the wraiths surrounding her and um, feel this strength and this this power within her sort of surge forward and she knows that she has to tackle this alone so she's going to take another hit what, what she can at the the same wraith that she attacked before okay yeah, so the one just to your north just above you yes uh, how where's the other one sorry is the other one right next to me as right well up, he's right up in your grill he is literally in your space so okay. you can't see him because he's upon you so to speak Okay, so she's going to take the first hit at the one that she hit before, but what's going to happen is she's going to try to do them simultaneously. So um, hitting the one with one flail, hitting the other with the other, back at the other one, because obviously she does have her multiple attacks. Okay. So the first one's going to hit the one that she attacked before. The one just to the north. Awesome. Okay, roll that first one to hit. That is a 30 to hit non-natural. What did you roll on that? I rolled a... 19. It's a crit. It's that's a, a crit. That's a crit. You roll double damage. Yeah, it's a crit. Darren, what Woo-hoo. is it? Darren, 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 it's, what is it? It's a, it's a, hold on. It's not one off a crit for case. It's an actual <laughs> crit. So you're there. Thank you. We need to make, I know what we need for Darren. We need like a crit bell. Ding, 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 ding. You can yeah, ring every time. Yeah. That's a 19. That's a 19. Double that damage. Double. Double damage. Um, that's going to be a oh, 18. 18 damage for that first hit. Um, yes, you take a big old swing at this. Uh, as it's kind of bringing one of its claws up towards you, you hit the claw and boom, the entire arm flies off, leaving this kind of like shattered glass, like shards around the socket of this arm where this arm would have been as it turns to you with its only one good working arm. It's still up. But you're swinging back at the previous one now, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to swing back at the previous one and I've hit it hopefully with a 21. That does indeed hit. Yeah, and with this um, this other creature being like ah, at her, she's going to do the same thing back at him or it and go ah, back at it. And um, Amazing. the damage is going to be 11. Again, you hit this one like square in the chest, thuds against this ethereal body. It looks like it should go through, but actually it hits against, boom, your flail hits it and causes like a little indentation. And again, this white kind of uh, broken glass effect on its chest. Uh, it's still upright. Uh, is your last attack now back at the previous one? Back at the previous one, yes, nice. please. Got it. Right, roll to hit. Uh, this one's an 18 to hit. That hits. Roll the damage through discord uh 15 points of damage your flail comes back in on your offhand for the for the last one hitting into it square in the head and the entire creature 
just breaks into into literally small shards of what looks like glass ha! as these fall to the ground. But as each shard hits the ground, tush, it turns into mist, white mist, and joins the rest of the mist. It's no longer the black ethereal mist of this creature. Tush, as it hits the ground, it becomes the mist of the normal air. That creature has been smited, smoten, smitten, and is gone. Nice. Good shit, Casey. Uh, anything else Great you want shit. to do with that, Helena? Yeah, can I do my bonus action, please? Absolutely. Yeah, can I can I hit the fucking second one again, please? Absolutely, roll that hit. Yeah, 23, please. That hit. hits, you're very welcome. That does hit. And it's a 10 points of damage uh, to which, yeah, she's just going to take this last hit and really swing it at the neck of this this thing, this creature. And again, it hits the neck and hits against the side of it. The flail kind of sticks for a second before you rip it out. And again, you see like the broken shards of kind of uh, white glass kind of pour from its, from its black neck. It's still upright. Uh, nice. Good bits of damage awesome. you've done there, uh, Thank Helena. You. Thank you very much. Uh, Lucian is going to try and swing at this creature. And fuck both of his attacks up. Good job, Lucian. You douchebag uh no he's not a douchebag he's a lovely <laughs> man really he bought me a pint once uh robin your turn you've got a creature just off uh behind you uh and then there's one also uh attacking Karstan too robin is going to leap over Karstan and land in the same space as the wraith to try and draw its attention off Karstan. I am going to have to use my action to change weapons and just stand over Karstan, Eowyn style, and go, I will kill you if you touch him. <laughs> That's sexy. I like that. Thank you very much, Robin. Um, good stuff. Vance is going to take a swing at this creature. Ooh, okay. He's going to do a little bit. Uh... Do a little bit of damage against the creature that's currently in its space. Uh, he's also going to back up back up one space to get away from this wraith so he can actually get a good shot on it as well. And he's going to do a modicum of damage to this creature with his sword across its midsection, uh, annoying it more than anything else. And that is Vance's turn, the wraith's attack. We're going to work from the south again. Helena, you've only got the one on you now. Uh, that is a 16 against your armor class, which is going to fail because I already know your armor class from before. Um, the creature to the south that is not currently engaged is going to become engaged. He's going to go for Claude. Um, Claude, is this spell you're casting concentration? Yeah. Okay, okay. He's going to roll to hit you. That's a natural 20. It's not the end of the world. I mean, I've got Warcaster, so I've got a good chance of saving against oh, cool, it. It all depends cool, cool, cool. on the damage. Okay. It's a, it's a crit. Um, oh, I'm going to cancel the effects. Well, I'm stupid. Cool, no problem. Uh, so, yeah, here's my reaction to use Sentinel at Death's Door. And his crit doesn't do the double damage. Lovely. You take 12 points of necrotic damage. Okay. Oh, I didn't heal from the last fight. I know we didn't have we didn't have time to. <laughs> Oopsie. <laughs> okay. Dare I I'm ask? still standing, but I haven't got much left in the tank. Um so Claude right. is looking uh, very much worse for wear. So I need to con save for concentration, but I have advantage. 
Could everyone make everyone else make a perception check whilst that's going on, please? Natural one, but I'm more preoccupied with Karstan at the sure. minute in my defense. 22. Cool. Folly? 19. Thank you. Helena? Six. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, carry on, Claude. Uh, it's 26, my constitution saving throw. 26, thank uh, you. Concentration saving throw. Concentration. Yeah. Could you also make a constitution saving throw as well, please? 10. The target must succeed on a constitution saving throw or its hit point maximum is reduced by an amount equal to the damage taken. Okay, so it's not your overall. So your top amount you can have is now reduced by 12. I thought it was it would be the amount of health you currently have. It's not. So your top amount you can heal until a long rest has been reduced by 12 points. Okay? Yep. Uh, Drago and Folly... You can very clearly see that Karstan is, sorry, Karstan's unconscious, so it doesn't really matter. He's in the mud. Uh, you can very much see that Claude is, despite his now shaven face, normally hiding the, uh, the effects of combat and battle. You can quite clearly now see the damage and wear and tear this, this combat is taking on him. And he is looking un well to say the least and you two are very very aware of that okay ian's taking off his shirt i don't know why but i'm getting getting, warm i'm getting getting warm warm. i don't like it that i don't like it that's that creature's turn uh the creature that is uh was going for you robin is going to take another pot shot at you not the one that's in your space the one that you're next to that's a 21 against your armor class defensive duelist that misses cool thank you very much the one that's currently in your space Rolls a 19, which is one off a crit. Gone. It hits. It hits. It's meets okay, and okay. beats. Meets and beats. Uh, you take 11 points of necrotic damage. Could you also then make a constitution saving throw, please? And I rolled a 6, so that's a 15. Uh, you did. Yes, you did. Uh, that passes. Thank you very much, Robin. Uh, the creature that is... Uh, I've already done the one that was engaged with Helena and that missed. Uh, the creature that is engaged with Lucian is actually going to move through Lucian's space towards Folly and take a hit at Folly. Roll the natural one, you lucky motherfucker. The creature that is up against Vance, the one that's against Vance is going to step into uh, Vance's space and roll to hit. Oh, misses that as well. Uh, the creature that's up against Lucian is also actually going to just take one more step forward as well. Sorry, I should have, would have done that normally and moved into Folly's space. Uh, the Wraith King, if you will, the one that's the leader, is going to step into Drago's space. The Wraith to the north of Drago is going to take a swing at him. That's another natural one. Wow, two. And the Wraith King itself, that's better. It's going to roll a 25 to hit you, Drago. Ah, what the fuck, man? Well, the first one rolled a natural one. So, I mean, you know, you win some, you lose some. It's got a plus eight. So, you know, I'm going to hit a few of you. Uh, 21 points of necrotic damage. I guess I can't half that, can I? You cannot because it is not um, necrotic. And could you make a constitution saving throw, please? 12. Your hit point total has been reduced. Your top amount by how much I said. So 20 one so the oh, most you mate. can only be hailed now whatever your top um hp was before yep. it's now yeah, yeah. 21, Not 21 off correct yeah i've got you 
The wraiths continue to encircle and enshrine the group, pushing you closer and closer together as the damage starts to become apparent, the damage to Claude, your saving grace, your chance to basically push back the blight by 40,000 feet, clearing the area between you and the blight towards you and home becomes ever so more tenuous and ever less likely. And to find out if we make it, you're going to have to wait till next week. Are you fucking, don't fuck this, don't do this, don't you dare do this. Oh my god! It's getting close. What the hell? Uh, this yeah, this is this is a t- this is the yeah, yep, 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 yep. I don't know what to say. I don't know how to end this. They are fallible. They are. They do die, as Helena has has rightly shown, and actually well, they don't have a massive amount of HP. So. Fuck, guys! Like, I mean, if this doesn't make you tune in next week, I don't know what does. I'm not even going to find the link. Just you know see us next week and as always thanks for tuning in this week and making us party every day week we love you for it i'm fucking freaking man this isn't good but if you wanted to um if you wanted to find out more about us you can follow us on our combined twitter page which is at fellowship table and then if you wanted to follow us individually uh you can follow me at i rolled a one you can follow claude for now at at Total Party Thrills. You can follow Casey at... Nearly Dead Mate. No, Unicorn <laughs> Crit. You can follow Darren at... Darren Page 06. You can follow Callum at... The D20 Gamer. If Will, who's not here, but you can still follow him, is at... Natural 20 Natural, Will. Natural 20 Will. Gamer. Natural 20 Will, that's it. And, uh... Oh, fuck you, Mark. You don't get one. <laughs> That's what's yours uh wonderful dm i'm a hastily rolled dm oh my god guys until next time farewell Farewell. Farewell. that's what we say to our characters (laughs) 